Hi there, I'm Vincent Boss and I provide dating and self-improvement advice. And in today's podcast, we're going to be discussing mistakes people make after no contact. So before we get into the podcast, I just want to let you know about my website, dateme.tips. That's www.dateme.tips. Do you need help trying to save your crumbling relationship? Would you like advice on how to try and get your ex back? Or maybe you need an action plan on how to try and get a girlfriend or boyfriend. I provide email coaching on all of these subjects and can help your specific situation. Visit my website dateme.tips to find out more details. That's www.dateme.tips You will also find on my site the books that I've written, my clothing range and other information. So now let's get back into today's podcast and today we are discussing mistakes people make after no contact. So this is in reference to the no contact rule, which is something I suggest you implement if you've been dumped and want to try to get your ex back. There are many different versions of the no contact rule that you can find online. And I believe that my version gives you the best possible chance of trying to get your ex back. So I suggest that you subscribe to my podcasts so you can familiarize yourself with my version of the no contact rule. So now you're aware of what I'm referencing when I say mistakes people make after no contact, then you will understand where we are on this podcast. So in essence, we are imagining that you are somebody who has been dumped. You have implemented my version of the no contact rule and it has worked. So your ex has eventually reached out to you. And at this stage, it is very crucial that you don't become complacent because the no contact rule does not get your ex back. The no contact rule enables you to have a chance to get your ex back. It is the first piece of the puzzle. It's a rather large piece. It is very challenging. But if you can achieve this, if you can get your ex to reach out to you, then you have achieved this part of the plan. You know, you are really well within your chances and your mindset of of being able to really feel hope that you can now get your ex back. You have done arguably the hardest part. However, it is not the only part. And if you become complacent, then you will throw away all of the good work that you have done to get to this point. So what I'm going to tell you now in this podcast is what I believe are three of the main things that people do wrong after no contact. Here are mistakes people make after no contact. Number one, over pursuing. So if you implement my version of the no contact rule, one of the main elements you will come to understand and learn is that unless you are within some very rare circumstances, which I do describe in other podcasts and in my book, then you should never reach out to your ex unless they reach out to you first. So as I said, there are some exceptions, but in general, 
you should never reach out to your ex again if they've dumped you until they reach out to you first. So the main problem I find with people who have implemented no contact is that when they receive contact, when they have that magic moment where their ex has got back in touch, that they then all of a sudden start to over pursue. They all of a sudden start to message, phone, turn up at the house of the ex, really go not to 60 within a few seconds. You know, you're going 100 miles an hour and before you know it, you're going to be destroying the attraction and the intrigue that you have built through no contact. You need to realize that things are still very fragile between you and your ex and you are in no position to start over pursuing at this time or really at any time. You should never be over pursuing. I mean, after a while of slowly building things and getting your relationship back on track, then yes, of course, you can then start to, on occasion, be the person who instigates a conversation. Obviously, you know, you will start to do that if you rebuild your connection and get back into a relationship. But when your ex has just reached out for the first time, you do not do that. You certainly don't pursue them. um, And you also don't really reach out first. You know, you need to be making sure that they are really intrigued in you. You need to be building things still. You're only kind of halfway there, you might say. So I'm not going to go into it in depth in this podcast. Please check out my others to fully understand it. But just understand this. If you have been contacted by your ex after implementing no contact, then you do not start pursuing them like a crazy person, okay? You, you, you have a conversation and you try to build the connection. Ideally, you are looking to meet as soon as possible. But you do not over-pursue. You do not then think, okay, they messaged me first. So, you know, you have a bit of a conversation. It dies down. And then an hour later, you're sending them a message, asking them how they are. You know, stop. Just stop that. Okay? So that is the first mistake people make after no contact, is they start to over-pursue. So number two is making assumptions and this is another big problem people make so they've implemented no contact it's it's, it could have taken days weeks months it could be a year their ex has reached out they get really really excited about this and you know why not you know you should be getting excited this is fantastic news however don't assume you are now getting back together you're only halfway there the job is not done and if you start to assume you're back together, then you, you know, you're going to destroy any chance you had. Because if you start getting cocky, maybe you're not even meaning to be cocky. Maybe you are just making assumptions. Maybe you, you tell a friend that you think you're getting back together and uh, that friend lets it slip to somebody they know and it gets back to your ex and they think, what on earth are you on about? You know, we've just had one chat. Or maybe you've actually said it to your ex maybe you start to try to place a dating label on them you know maybe you have this first conversation in months and then at the end you say something like all right so are we back together or are we dating now you know if you're going to start making assumptions that is going to frighten your ex off you've got to remember that your ex has got back in touch with you because of an emotional pull 
they don't really look into it into the depth that you're looking into it. They, they're not thinking, okay, this means we might be getting back together. They're, they're not thinking that at all. And if you put that to them, if you make that clear, then that is going to startle them. That's going to shock them. That's going to frighten them. And in most instances, if you start making assumptions and don't let things progress naturally, that is going to make your ex vanish and, and possibly for good this time. You know, that there's a saying that you only get one chance of a second chance. And although that's not necessarily something that's 100% true all the time, you know, you do have to realise that you might only get one shot at a second chance, you know? And you don't want to blow it by making assumptions. If your ex reaches out to you, then go with the flow, follow the advice on my other podcasts and start to make progress. What you don't do is start making assumptions, start telling people you're back together, and certainly not saying to your ex, are we back together, are we back together, are we back together? No, just go with the flow, keep cool, and just enjoy the moment and see how things progress. So the third main mistake that I see people make after no contact, and this is going to be the final one that I'm going to be talking about in today's podcast, is stopping self-improvement. So anybody who has followed my podcasts or read my book or had email coaching from me will know that I'm very big on self-improvement. It is a massive part of trying to get your ex back. And if you are unable to get your ex back, because there is no 100% guarantee way to get your ex back, okay? That is the reality. So if you if you're not able to, then the self-improvement will will really put you in a good position to find somebody that's even better for you than your ex was. So the self-improvement is huge. It will give you a great chance of getting your ex back. And if you don't get them back, then it will put you in line to get somebody even better. So something I see as a big mistake is that after no contact, the person will stop for self-improvement. And the self-improvement could be fitness, it could be health, it could be educational, it could be creative, it could be trying to get a new job, starting a new business, joining a new class or group. It could be anything where you're learning a new skill, whether you're just improving your mental health. You know, maybe you're somebody who needs to really understand their emotions more and get rid of negative traits such as jealousy. All of these could be signs of you doing self-improvement. And if you stop it all of a sudden, if you get a message from your ex and then all of a sudden you think, oh, you know what? I'm not going to go to the gym tonight. Now, you know, I'm, I'm happy. They've got in touch. Let's just kind of like carry things on and it'll be fine. Now, you need to carry on with the self-improvement. I mean, firstly... This could be one of the reasons your ex got in touch. Your ex might know you're going through self-improvement. They might have seen you in a situation where they know you're doing something new. They might have heard about it from someone else. They might realise that you're you're looking better, you're healthier, you're fitter. They might realise that you're now starting to be somebody who's got ambition. They've maybe heard somewhere that you're learning a new skill. You've gone back to college you're someone who is getting a new job, you've started a business, you're learning an instrument, you know, it could be anything. But your ex might know this and it could be via social proofing that your ex has got back in touch. 
if you are somebody who is mixing with new people in whatever way, you know, this could easily move into meeting them in a social aspect. So maybe you have done a new college course and then you've been invited out to a party afterwards. Well, mixing with new people and spending time with different people, that is social proofing, that is showcasing that you are a valuable person to different people. And if your ex has found this out, then social proofing is one of the biggest pulls on jealousy and intrigue because it will start to make your ex think, well, if if other people think they are such a great person, then maybe they are, maybe I was wrong, maybe I want to speak to them, you know, that could easily be why they're reaching out. So if you then stop this, that's going to make you look pathetic, that's going to make you look like somebody who's got no ambition, no drive, no passion. If you let your fitness drop, then that is going to make you look like somebody, you know, that's not bothered about their health and how they present themselves. And, And this could be why your ex has got back in touch. Secondly, you should be doing this for you. You know, you want to be a version 2.0 of yourself. You do not want to be the same person that your ex dumped. You want to be a better version. So your ex has got back in touch with you. They may or may not know about your self-improvement, but whatever the case, you want to be a better person than they remember because that will give you an increased chance of reattracting, reconnecting, and building a new relationship with your ex, which is on stronger foundations. So I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast, and I hope that if you're in a position where you are trying to get your ex back, then you realize that after you implement my version of a no contact rule, then this is only the first part of the process. And if your ex does reach out, then please don't make the mistakes that I've just read out to you.